Blog Talk Here we go. Radio. Reflection together makes petroflexion because it's a reflection yeah, of earth and water. Audience. On the caves, are yeah, tell... those, in the caves on the walls? Are those petroglyphs? Yes. Yeah, yes, petroglyphs exactly are, are the though. ancient cave art um, written on the walls, uh, drawn uh, on the walls yes, by yes. ancient people. Tell me, you want to introduce and... this woman, or you're just going to keep rattling on and on and on? I don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm letting her talk. So, so how did you get to? Um, th- th- this is fascinating because it took me. You sent me a picture of Madame Russell, which is just looks like this Indian shaman. Isn't she wild? Shaman. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I made this, a mask. Is this your? I know. Oh, you made I a made mask. I made a mask that looks like to, her? to match her, so I can put the mask on and dance when I do my petroflexion show live. I have a petroflexion live show. Yeah, with all the creatures come alive. But that's because I don't want anyone to know who I am, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course you have to wear masks in the opera. (laughs) And so we all know about that. Oh, I want to be in your uh, opera. You want to be in my opera? I'm right now still auditioning for my new opera. 
It's a brand new thing. I just wrote. I don't think as much I'm winning anymore, but now I'm the maestro of the Beantown Opera House. And we got a Be- brand oh, new. Oh, beautiful. But I want to go. Most of my cast, you know, most of my cast are already there. They're half baked, but that's the way I like them. Oh. Because, you know, all beans, because this is Beantown. <laughs> and I have this lovely story I keep telling everybody about. It's about these are two girls, a Susie. Susie and a Sally Bean, and they fall in love with the two boys, and that's a, a Jack and Joe Frank, and they said love each other, and it's a story, and it's to make you cry, and make you Aww. happy. It's a boy and a boy, and the girls, the girls will find the boys, and then the boys will lose the girls, and at the end, everybody sing, get back together. I'm going to call this opera, it's the new name, Beans and the Franks. Which is love it. a good name. Beans That's and Franks, perfect. because, you know, the boys and the girls, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, oh, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for more people right now. Uh, do, can well, you do Kel- a well, soprano Kel- or you a soprano? Enzo, 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 Kathy, Enzo, 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 Kathy is the gal. She has a beautiful voice. In fact, why don't we do this? Why don't we um, do one of your, you actually wrote this one, Turkeys on yeah. the Farm? Okay, Turkeys why don't we break the, the song? Oh, I'd love and to hear this song. It's like bit. an audition. Two little turkeys on the farm, standing together, arm in arm, singing gobble gobble dee, gobble gobble die. Two more turkeys they came by. Two more turkeys came by. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Four little turkeys on the farm, standing together, arm in arm, singing gobble gobble dee, gobble gobble die. Two more turkeys they came by. Two more turkeys came by. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Six little turkeys on the farm. Standing together, arm in arm, singing gobble gobble dee, gobble gobble die. Two more turkeys they came by. Two more turkeys came by. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble. Hey gobble gobble gobble. Eight little turkeys on the farm. Standing together, arm in arm, singing gobble gobble dee, gobble gobble die. Two more turkeys they came by. Two more turkeys came by. Hey, gobble, gobble. Hey, gobble, gobble, gobble. Hey, gobble, gobble. Hey, gobble, gobble, gobble. Ten little turkeys on the farm, standing together, arm and arm, singing. years ago, so he's my backup guy for all my great projects. 
That's yeah, great. And what amazing. I want to know more than anything, how did you get the kids? That is just fabulous. Oh, it was hard. They're preschoolers, too. You've got to really get them to focus. You know, they were four- and five-year-olds Yeah, from a school in now, New did, London. Was it recorded? Did you record them separately, or were they actually singing with you during the performance? Um, it's hard to answer that. Well, you know, studio work, you kind of slice them in, you know. They were okay. singing and watching me and all singing together, and we plugged them in, you know. We, we grabbed them okay, well. gobbling. <laughs> grabbed the gobble. Can you, can you tell us, we always like to ask our artists, what, what inspired them to write that particular song? So can you do that? Uh, well, I wanted something for Thanksgiving. That would be a fun kind of kid thing. And um, so, you know, turkeys, uh, most families have a turkey for Thanksgiving, so I wanted to do a turkey <laughs> song around Thanksgiving, and I couldn't find one, so I made one up. Fantastic. You know, and I told, uh, we talked a little earlier, I think you, um, you, one of your influences and in your style and certainly a voice, because you have a fantastic voice, is we talked about um, Joni. Yeah, Joni Mitchell. I grew up listening to her. Yeah, it Baez. comes through, really. And Judy Collins, yeah. I mean, all those um, early folk singer people. Yeah. Maybe you'd like now, to sing in my opera, maybe. I, think I, would, I, I want to sing in your opera, yes. Would you like and to sing? I, I can do an opera voice, candy. too. I can do an opera voice. Two little turkeys on the farm. See, oh, I can do an my opera goodness, voice. that was so good to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gobble, gobble. <laughs> I love the turkeys so much. <laughs> well, you also have a song. Can we play another one? Sure. I like to hear okay, more. Okay, is, is Groundhogs okay? Oh, Groundhogs is funky, yeah. Yeah, I needed a song there for Groundhog Day, so I made this Three one. Three little yeah. groundhogs underground, poking their heads up, looking all around. Three more groundhogs, they came round. Six little groundhogs underground, six little groundhogs underground. Hit it! Hoomcha, 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 cha. Hoomcha, 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 cha. Hoomcha, 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 cha. Six little groundhogs underground, poking their heads up, looking all around. Three more groundhogs, they came round. Nine little groundhogs underground, nine little groundhogs underground. Hit it! Hoomcha, 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 cha. Hoomcha, 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 cha. Hoomcha, 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 cha. Nine little groundhogs underground, poking their heads up, looking all around. Five of them left and went to town. Four little groundhogs underground, four little groundhogs underground. Hit it! Boom cha, boom cha, boom cha cha, boom cha, boom cha, boom cha cha, boom cha, boom cha, boom cha cha. Four little groundhogs underground, poking their heads up, looking all around. All of them left and went to town. No more groundhogs underground. No more groundhogs underground. Hit it! Boom cha, boom cha, boom cha, cha, 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 boom cha, boom cha, boom cha, cha. influence in the music, you know, so it's interesting Absolutely. to Absolutely, that's one of the reasons I wanted to play it, because you talked about Joni Mitchell and uh, 
you know, and obviously she was well grounded in jazz and did a couple of jazz. Yeah, albums and that came herself. out later in her life too. Yeah, it's just starting to come out later in my life. I'm a funny, you know, it's, I have an uncle in Aroma. His name is Umcha. Uncle Upchuck. Uncle Upchuck. That's like a song for him. Uncle Upchuck. It's stuck in my head now all day. I'm going to be singing that song. As long as it's not Uncle Upchuck. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what they call me sometimes. Uncle Upchuck. Now, you know, not only is there jazz there, but there's chanting. You do a lot of drumming and chanting. Yeah, drumming and chanting and, um, you know, kind of tribal gathering songs about the earth and stuff like that yeah now will you always know there's so much to talk about with you and one of the things that i definitely along with the package you sent me which was fascinating oh by the way these images for the listeners you can if you put you came into the show by way of your computer uh or even i imagine your smartphone we put images up of the pet reflections and kathy so you can see what exactly what we're talking about so, but the, you sent me a picture of this woman with a, an, in the circus an elephant, and you told me it was your mother. I thought That's it was my a mama. total joke. That's my mama. And it's true. It's true. She so rode you, elephants in the circus, well, and she did a high wire act with no net. No, uh, she get out of here. Quite a wild lady. We had Come a trapeze on. and a trampoline in our backyard when I was growing up. Come oh, on. Oh, goodness, and you were a real circus then. Yeah, I'm a circus baby. Yep. Oh, so we had, now, they had all their old friends coming by all the time, all these wacky people and clowns. Like we used to have authentic clown suits hanging around and sparkly outfits for the high wire acts. And yeah, then oh, she I gave it all up and had a family. Clown. Came to New Hampshire and had a family. That's a, tell us more. I mean, this is a great story for everybody, not only for the children, but tell us. Keep going. I, I want to hear more. Yeah. Well, my dad was in vaudeville and. Um, before television, so there was the live stage and all these little opera houses that are getting renovated over time, you know, in, in, throughout New England and the Midwest. Uh, he used to play those um, live stage and do comedy. He was a juggler, a tap dancer. Uh, they did a, a very good acrobatic trampoline act, uh, comedy, um, magic tricks. Uh, you know, when you're a vaudevillian, you do you do a little bit of everything. You know, you just do the circus. Yeah. Uh, so and, he and was playing was on, a, a was Philadelphia fair, Philadelphia State Fair or something, and met my mom because her circus was coming to that fair also. So that's how they met. <laughs> how was uh, how was your father built? What's that? How was he, he built in the, in Vaudeville? What was his building? Oh, uh, yeah, their name was Monroe and Grant. Ah. Monroe and Grant, which is not a family name at all, and I, I forget the connection why they were called that. Um, but this was going Whoa. back in the late 40s, okay, because uh, they got married, I think, in 1950, 1950, I think, something like that. So they were, you know, after World War II, they were done. They were done with the uh, being on the road. Doing a radio show, I'll get back to you. That's, that's a fascinating, fascinating Nobody heard that, Tom. story. And, oh, and, and another did, piece of story. Um, another piece of story, Tom. I forgot this cool part. My father played guitar and sang with his brother, and they did a comedy guitar singing act where my father would hit his brother over the head with a, a guitar that actually would play music, but it came apart. The neck would come apart from the body of the guitar when he hit his brother, uh, you know, because they would have this fight on stage, you know. That's so funny. Uh, so, so that was the first guitar I learned to play on. Ha! Huh. That's just so funny. <laughs> you mean it, so? So it would family. actually it would 
it was it was reusable. It would break it. Yeah, and yeah, use yeah. It again. yeah. Once, you, once you made it come apart in your act, then you were you know you did that at the end of the act because you couldn't put it back together and play. Um, <laughs> but it would stay in tune. It, you could play songs, and then you could whack somebody with it, and it would come apart really easily. <laughs> uh, so, so you know they never hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now getting back to your mom, she now how did she get into the circus? I mean, was her father or family what? No, nothing. She was from a steel mill family in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she saw an ad in the paper. They were looking for dancers for this small circus coming through town, and she was, uh, you know, a very attractive lady as you saw in the picture. She had great legs, and uh, she loved dancing and was taking lessons. So she went and she auditioned and she got in. And then they said, as part of the audition, can you stand next to an elephant and not freak out? <laughs> and she, she didn't know if she could or not, but she said, sure, I can do that. <laughs> and, and did she actually ride the elephants? Yeah, she rode them and did tricks. You know, she was like the lady in Water for Elephants that kind of did all the uh, oh, yeah, flipping yeah, around yeah, the yeah. elephant. And, um, well, well, but she was I in mean, a, a high-wire act called Peach's Sky Review also. And there were like six or seven or eight women high above with no net doing all these formations way up high. So now this was back. When did she, what, year, what decade did she join the circus, in the 20s? or? Yeah, she died a year and a half ago. She was 84. So if you do the math back when, when, when she's born in the late 20s or 30s or 20s, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1928 so, or something like that. So, yeah. so she was a very courageous, brave woman. Oh, oh, yeah, she really broke the mold in her family. She really got out of the box, you know. Uh, so oh, marrying my father, the- you know, every, everything was pretty colorful. We always had interesting people around, and um, my upbringing was all about creativity and and artistry and um, uh, just doing what we, you were called to from the heart. Well, it's done um, something good for you because your songs are so nice. Yeah, I mean, I write all kinds of songs. I write the children's songs. I write chants. I write original Christmas carols. Uh, I write songs about death. I write songs about happiness and peace and funny songs. And Yeah, I try to write a little bit about everything. Because I feel pretty well-rounded. Well, you know, <laughs> well, one of the things we like to tell all the, all our kids, whether they're little grown-up kids or big, big little kids, is that, we want them, this show, to leave them, you know, the thing about Beantown is it's use your being, trust your heart, build your character, and we want the kids to understand that they all can do exactly what your family did, is they did what they loved, yes? Yeah, yeah, they were interested in something, and they, they got support in following that interest, so as parents, too, that taught me a way to raise my own son, that whatever he was interested in, you know, support that, and, and um, find a way to help them follow their interests because something may come out of that and if it doesn't it's still an experience that will be a connecting thread to whatever comes next did you have my son is 25 i have one son and he plays cello oh. uh, and he works in advertising in new york city oh, isn't that fantastic yeah so he's so kind he's, of a psychology he's following guy. his he creative to... elements yeah, well, he was more of a mindset guy with philosophy and um, that kind of thing. So advertising is all about that. Sure. Does he create? Is he one of the creatives? Uh, he is now. Yeah, he just got a great promotion. He's with Universal McCann in Manhattan. So, so we can tell all of the all of the children, boys, girls, big, big, big boys and girls that. It's you can follow your passion. You can follow your bliss, like Joseph Campbell. Yeah, follow your you heart. Can be, yeah. 
Yep, yep. And yep. it will take you to a place where you can have a beautiful life, not just... You told me a long time ago, I'll never forget your expression, it's senseless to fill a hole in the universe. Yeah, why ah. just fill up a space without um, letting it percolate into something that's never been seen before? Like, let's all just create beauty for each other. That's what I, I think love the to music exactly. and the art and it's so important for younger kids right away to be introduced to singing and playing the instrument and and they're making the pictures and they're making the sculptures and just you know just do keep doing it and it just make you feel good. It yeah, it does. And if we feel good, we do well, you know. So yeah, make ourselves yeah. feel good. Everybody, uh, be, everybody, be kind good. to each other, support each other, and we can all feel good together. It's important. Yeah, so can I play another song? Band. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going pl- to play. Here we go. Here we go. Here's Kathy again. Wh- which oh, one you got there? Soon. Uh, cat came back. Oh, the cat came back. Yeah. Old Mr. Johnson had troubles of his own. He had a yellow cat who wouldn't leave him home. He tried and he tried to give the cat away He gave it to a man was going far away But the cat came back the very next day Oh, the cat came back They thought he was a goner But the cat came back He just wouldn't stay away Corner 
And like I said, my friend Kent Allen is just a genius and, and spiffing up all my songs for me. I so like he the plays lyrics. bass, and piano, the and guitar. Lyrics. I can sing those songs. Those lyrics are easy to remember. I yeah, like that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and that's an old song. I didn't write that. You know, that goes back 100 and, uh, way over, like 125 years, oh, I think. Oh, I, I never heard it before. It's, it's really wonderful. old. So a lot of these kids' grandparents had this, this, this song at camp, you know. Oh. I don't wow. know. I've never heard and that before. Uh, we were going to talk about people like Pete Seeger and, you know, mm. that there was, there's always been this wonderful children's music through the years. Well, uh, what Pete Seeger did, you know, he passed away recently. Mm. Um, so yeah. There's been a lot of commemoration and uh, celebration about what he brought to the table as far as music and, and uh, peace activist and all that work he did through his years. But he started an organization called People's Music Network. And that's for songs of peace and struggle. Um, and so people go and they share songs that they've written, and it's a network. You just learn a lot of yummy songs. And then from that came the Children's Music Network, which I will put you in touch with because there's a lot of great music. Folks, I just spoke to Joni the other day. I just spoke to Joni. It's right here in Arlington, Massachusetts. Uh, Joni. The office manager, yeah. Oh, for the uh, Children's Music Network? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. So we should talk yeah, more so, about that. So I'm, I'm, ready, I can to, give I'm you... ready to join, and so we can find more musicians oh, yes, and terrific. songwriters. Yeah, and I'll give you particular names and numbers of folks that are oh, are, are nearby, fabulous. so we can speed up that process. And um, yeah, it's a great, great network. And so that comes from Pete Seeger. It's another thread of his work. So he used to great. come uh, to these gatherings. So he became one of us, just you know, sitting around. Uh, sharing songs and stories, and oh. what, what a wonderful human being! Do, oh, yeah, nice. You got what to meet him. Uh, oh yeah, I got yeah. to meet him. Uh, he called me up once and asked me about this language song that he knew I did, because um, he heard me do it at a at a conference, and he wanted to know more about this language song that I did. So that was fun to have a conversation Fabulous. with him. What a great! Oh, of course. No, um, I, I really want to talk about a very, you know, this whole Petroflexions, but more importantly, you tell us how you discovered this, because it, it's beyond belief what you've seen and what you, and, 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 and you obviously love to commune with nature, you, you chant, you, you actually sang, you know, you, you know, there was a book written that a Japanese gentleman did about, uh, you know, meditating and doing chants to water. And yes, the transformation yes. Marisol, that Marisol, you would see. Uh, Emoto, yeah, I went to see him. He's he's amazing. The work he did. Yeah, and you yeah. went and actually sang to sang into a, a cistern where there was water. Right, I sang into my town water tank, which holds a thousand ah. gallons of water, and I sang into the overflow valve from the outside. <laughs> and it, the sound was like unearthly. The reverb, it was so angelic, and it was so fun to sing into it. So I thought. You know, maybe if I brought a tape recorder here, I could, like, tape this and make songs based on this kind of sound. So the water tank actually became an instrument for me. And then I I taped myself singing, and I would write the songs on the spot because I was so inspired. 
And then I um, took it to the recording studio, and then we built around that. We just took the vocal recorded from the water tank, and we added instruments and other vocals and just made incredible compositions from that. I you know, I didn't upload stimulus, that. Stimulus to this. In my bathtub, yeah. I fill with water, and I stick my head under, and I started to sing. But Same no, kind of thing. Same, I, I think I got more reverb than you did, though. I think I got more I, reverb. You can't sing a big, long song when you do that, yeah. because you haven't got much time, so you breathe. Yeah, you know? they come up for air once in a while. Yeah, yeah ruins but, the yeah, That's how I practice. You practice that, then you go to the water tank. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Enzo. Thank you for that. Uh, no. <laughs> So I didn't upload the the water because I you know I was trying to concentrate on the children. But oh yeah, but you should listen to that on your we, own. Yeah, I will, and I'll rec- we'll upload so the next time you come back, we'll we'll be able to hear that as well. Yeah, there's some, now, some funky stuff us, on there. Tell us about walking in the woods and what you would tell to children about the beauty of walking in the woods and communing with nature, and then how you stumble on this whole petroflexions thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire in the country, in, in South Sutton, New Hampshire, so it's not a, a city. It's not even a big town. So, you know, my playground was the backyard and other kids' neighbors' backyards and and going into the woods and just discovering things as I go and play. And I think I learned to see closely to nature. Instead of just walking and knowing I was going to come to a scenic overlook, I, I would pay attention to the journey um, on my way to the scenic overlook and stop and look and say, oh, wow, I never saw that little plant before. I wonder what that is. Or, or look up and just happen to see a, a bird I'd never seen before. You know, and just taking time to see amazing things. I think just slowing it down and being willing to look and see and That's learn. A great our, That's yeah, a our great natural message. world. And you, you, you know, a friend said to me recently, she said, you know, here we are, 61 years old. This is a classmate of mine. And she said, you know, I didn't even know that, there were t- uh, that, that every month we had a full moon. I didn't even know that until I was in high school. Why don't they teach kids just everything about the natural world, just everything about the natural world? You know, we have exactly. one little segment a month about, you know, the planets and all that. And, you know, they go and they gather things at the seashore and they have a field trip. But, you know, it's, it's true. I didn't know about full moons until I was in high school. Wow. You know, wow. so, so what's so, going on there, you know? Um, and the exactly. natural world well, is the only again, real thing we have. It's the only real thing we have exactly. left. Exactly. Now, when you, um, when you, how did you, did you take a picture one day and then you flipped it a certain yes, way and you yeah, saw yeah. it? Yeah, well, yeah. I was out west and I was in Glen Canyon out in Utah and I was in a boat and, you know, it's a flooded canyon, so it's just water and rock. So, and I was in a boat, and this is really what happened. I, I bent over to pick up my hat in the boat, and I turned my head sideways, and I saw the rock horizontal um, reflection in, in the water. You know, the water line was, was, was horizontal, you know, it, like in landscape. And I was sideways, so I saw the rock reflected in the water, mirror image, and there was a face there. And I said, oh, my wow. gosh, look at that, look at that. I wonder if I take a picture, will that come out, and then I could hold it vertical, and all you see is kind of like this face and say, what the heck is that, you know? So I did. I, I took the picture. I took it into a local place and got it developed, and it came out really cool. And it looked like a bunch of petroglyphs. 
you know, because it was just rock and water. It looked like old cave carvings. Um, so, so now right, again, when I, I find them, yeah. yeah. So now when Go I ahead. find them, I never know what's in the in the earth part to be reflected. Sometimes there's rocks, sometimes there's trees and bark and you know sticks. But when it's just rock and water, it looks just like petroglyphs. That's how I got the well, word, I, you know, the petroflexion. Yeah, well, okay. I, I urge the yeah I urge the listeners to look at your computer screen now as these images pass by because yeah, okay. they're absolutely uncanny. I mean, it's it, they now you talked about them as creatures. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are faces. Some of them are are real creatures. And so you've given them. You you not only they not only take their images, but you. You're saying that they, in essence, are a creature. Well, yeah, and I, I feel so close to them and connected energetically. I feel like they want to come alive and teach us how to be on the earth. So that's why I do Petroflexions Live now with a performance art show where I've made masks and costumes to match some of these images. And oh, we, that's so fun. Uh, yeah, that's really fun. So we put them on, and there's all this tribal chanting and messages about the earth, and it's a really fun show. And then I take it one step further. Uh, Catch this. I haven't told you this, Tom, that I'm trying to sell a movie about it where the creatures come come alive and uh, on the screen, um, kind of cartoonish, coming alive out of the shoreline between the earth and the water, and they're actors in the movie with with human actors. And it's a whole story about saving the planet and about fracking and about water. And uh, right from Bradford, New Hampshire, I have a writer, Odds Bodkin. John Bodkin wrote the screenplay. Huh. <laughs> so we're trying to sell the screenplay. So anybody want to buy the screenplay and make this movie come alive? Well, and we have to plug your website, which is, go ahead. Uh, uh, com. And I'm not okay. a very good techie, so I don't keep up with it and put all the cool stuff on there. I should. But Where it's a place for people to start. Uh, you can from cdbaby.com. CD you can baby. order my music or from my CD website. Baby. Yeah, yeah. CDbaby.com. Great. Fabulous. This is a very exciting. Now, um, I have to ask about this because I bought two books of amazing, beautiful images that there was one gal, I forget her name, but she is, um, maybe we should have her on the show, Enzo, sometime. But she goes around the world taking pictures of fairies. Really? You, yeah. And I mean, I wonder who she is. Into woods in England, they do a lot of that kind of stuff. I know. Ooh. Ooh, and, and trolls in well, Iceland. Yeah, I mean, and some, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm a big kid, so I believe many of these things. And oh, I mean, me when too, you see the images, real. yeah, well, they're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when you see when when the children go to Walt Disney and they see you know Tinkerbell and all the things, these things, these ideas came from real things. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and it's a world again. If you look closely, I've seen them before. Well, yeah. it's um, it's like well, big kids like you, Tom. We got to keep the magic spirit alive because that that will yeah. help us live here on the earth. Yeah, and well, that's why we love Beantown, because so much goes on in Beantown that oh, yeah. uh, is magical. Yeah, magical. It's, that, it's a realistic fantasy world that all works together. 
Well, you know, um, Enzo and I know a, a gentleman by the name of Tommy Dakota who is a druid. Yes, he's in the... And this uh, is very uh, related to... Yeah, it's very related to rocks because the druids worshipped rocks. Is that right? Right, right, worship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The whole earth, every natural, all of nature, I think, is, uh, is what yeah. they were liking a lot. Yeah. Oak trees especially. Right, right, yeah. And then you get into, you know, possibly pagan um, um, conceptions about things. Um, so um, people have different points of view about what it all means and stands for. So exactly. I, I run into that once in a while and um, have to run the other way. But, you know, I try to stay present <laughs> and know that the the earth is a beautiful place and we're all living here and feel the magic. Well, can we it. play a little, you know, I was I didn't know what story to play today, and we can play just this little section of it right now. But uh, it's a story about the woods where Bucky and Betty, our two heroes, Mm. Uh, going to the woods because the like um, the main school bus in Beantown is a bus uh, by the name of Socrates, and which was probably the greatest teacher of all time. He taught the Socratic method, which is that everybody has all the answers inside. So he always all uh, Socrates basically did was ask yeah. questions, and by asking questions, he learned and he made people discover that the answers were really inside them. Mm. And so Socrates, I thought of no better name for a school bus than Socrates. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so Socrates, yeah. So Socrates is the school bus, and, it's, and the amazing thing about the school bus in Beantown is that, you know, what children do, they, they leave their backpacks. On oh, yeah. The, uh, they do that. Yeah, they leave their backpacks. You know, they sure, forget. They get, yeah. they get excited. They see mommy or daddy, and they jump off the bus, and they realize. Yeah. And, and so what Socrates, because he was such a wise school bus, would do was he would read all the books that the kids left. And he became very... Oh, what a great thought. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, and he's smarter. He's smart, the smartest vehicle in, in the oh, all of yeah. town. Oh, because he just kept because reading he, everything. And, then, like... and he was mischievous because what he started to do, once he learned everything, he started to do the kids' homework, the beans' homework. Yeah. So oh, the kid wow. would come on the thing, yeah, the next day, and their homework would be done. And uh, <laughs> so kids started leaving. Yeah, they, they once once they found that out, a lot of kids were leaving their backpacks on the uh, bus until it became too much for Socrates and they would do his their homework so in this little scene I don't know if we'll play the whole thing but just a little bit of it they um there's you know in every story you have to have villains because that's life I mean there's always good and bad and um well people who aren't so nice and there's three villains there's the uh a villain um Vane, Muncher and Rex are the three villains they're kind of like a of villainous three stooges because they always mess up. I mean, they're not really bad. They want to be bad, but they're not smart enough to be bad. And um, Rex owns a junkyard on the uh, outskirts of town in Succotash Swamp, it's called, because Succotash is made out of beans. And so what has happened is um, whenever he gets the chance, he has a, a tow truck that he goes around and he picks up whatever vehicle he can and he drags it to his junkyard and trying to turn it into junk. And in this case, he has Socrates. So can we go down to Beantown and see what Bucky and Betty are doing about this? That's a good are you idea. okay with that, Kathy? Yeah, let's check it okay. out. Well, boys and girls, go. big goings-on in Beantown tonight. Bucky and Betty are on their way to Succotash Swamp to save Socrates, the school bus. 
Let's listen in and see what happens. Well, Betty, here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is going to, this is not, are you up for this? You're going to be able yeah. to do this? I'm real, I'm up for it, but I'm a little nervous. Well, but Socrates means a lot to me. Well, yeah, because he's a school bus and he means a lot to everybody. And, you know, this is very serious because, you know, we were at the garage today and, you know, boss took the call to go get him. But by the time we got there, you know, Rex always listens on our radio and, and he, he and Vane and Muncher, they put their teller the tow truck on him and they dragged him to his his yard, and I'm really nervous because you know what they do. You yeah, know. Rex does those calls all the time, and he gets he gets there before you get there, and and he takes them and to a different. They're probably well, he's here. Sure. He's got them over here, and he cuts them up for scrap that's the metal. That's, that's what, what I'm worried about. Yeah, and that, that that could be what they're doing to Socrates right now. I know. Well, you know that's why we got to come to his oh. rescue because yes, poor Socrates. I well, I think it'll be think all right. He's okay? I, don't, I think it's okay. He could you, be cut up right well, now. Well, I know, but listen, we got to get. Off. It might be too late. Daddy, calm down. Just calm down, no. all right? We got to. We we'll just walk real quiet through the woods here. We should have just. We, uh, we, we, we gotta go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's walk. We'll get up. We'll get up. Don't worry. We can get him. I know oh, we can get him out of there. Is, I'm, I'm Betty, and this is Bucky. What are you doing? What are you doing? He just asked us who we are. Who we were? Betty, we are. A, Betty, that's an owl. That's not. That's oh. nobody asking you who you are. He's really curious. I know. Well, that's what they do. They do who, who, who. That's how they talk. They, you know, they talk. Well, they don't talk. They just make that sound. But he's not asking you who you are. Oh. All right, Betty, can you just calm down? we got to get... Fucking my feet are getting stuck I, well, in you, the mud. Okay, you, it's kind of cold oh, I, and I, damp. I okay, Betty, just kind of relax. Right, oh, I can, be real quiet oh I can hear... I can hear quiet. dogs in the distance. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's the guard dogs. You know, those are those oh, mean get, dogs. What if they bite us? Well, they're, that, they're, that's what they're going to try to do, Betty, so that's oh, why we got to be really fast. Once we open that gate... We gotta be really fast to get Socrates out of there, you know. I, and uh, you know, I, I really like Socrates. What, what are you doing, Betty? Betty, what what are you doing? What, what are you eating chips? Betty, what's the matter with you? We're on a rescue mission here to, to get really to get the school bus out of Rex's Rex, and you're eating chips. What's the matter with you? Betty, will oh. you just try to concentrate? Yeah, put the chips away for now, will you please? Okay, I was... Okay, just be quiet. I didn't have dinner okay, tonight, Okay, well, Bucky. I know. Betty, we're getting closer, all right? Just like... Well, we're going to continue the story the next time, and we want everybody to come back, but you can see... All of those beautiful sounds in the woods, when you're in the woods... Yeah, Kathy, I can do you really hear feel them? like I'm there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, you... I love Beckley and Betty. They're my friends. I like them a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know when I lived up in uh, in in the north country every once in a while I would see an owl come across the road and they're just beautiful birds. Mm. It, it's a real treat when and you what see kind of animals them. what kind of animals do you see around the house there in London? Oh, we've had bear come right through our driveway. Huh? Black bear wow. and we've had moose come right through our driveway. Uh, we've had uh, fisher cats, which are, when they scream, it's a pretty scary sound, and they um, yep. they actually like to chase our cats, and sometimes they catch them, and we don't get our cats back. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know that. Yeah, so that's a little scary. But um, you know, the moose and the bear are, and, and deer, you know, all around here, it's beautiful. Skunks, well, we got some skunks turkeys. going on. You got the turkeys there, I bet. Lots of and turkeys. turkeys, wild turkeys, yep. Yep. So, wow, it's like living in a real zoo at the time. 
Well, it's like living on the earth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, as much as a zoo tries to create the natural environment, I mean, it it tries to introduce us to that, but then I hope children will go out into the woods themselves and see what they see. Exactly. Kathy, this was one of the most exciting shows we've ever had. What do you think, Mm -hmm. Well, I'm having a blast. It was so nice. I love the songs. I'm going to be singing them all day, right through rehearsal. I'm going to make everyone crazy. I know. Oh, yeah. And you know, bring me into your <laughs> opera show. Don't forget, I Absolutely. can sing opera. I want you to come. And you, you don't even have to audition now. I hear your songs. They're so nice. i give you a big part right away. You, oh, you'll oh I, I need to, I need to be an opera diva. I'm a diva. Make yeah. The queen of all of being down. I could make it that. Well, I hope everyone who listened had a fantastic time as we did. This was so much fun. Great music, amazing stories. I mean, how many kids have a mother that was a circus act and a father? I don't know. I never met another one. I never met another one in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) So unique, so wonderful. Well, thank you so much, everyone, and uh, please stay tuned for the next show. And we can bring you back. Happy being town. What's that? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, okay. that's it, folks. That's our show.